Hello and welcome to Daily Prayer today for June 26th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Redeeming God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you have clothed us in your grace and made us heirs of your promise. By the power of your Holy Spirit, set us free from all that we fear and let us live according to our faith. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 56 and 149, 1 Samuel 5, 15 through 10, 1, Acts 7, 30 through 43, and Luke 22, 39 through 51. Psalm 56. Listen for the word of God. Be gracious to me, O God, for people trample on me. All day long foes oppress me. My enemies trample on me all day long, for many fight against me. Almost high when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I am not afraid. What can flesh do to me? All day long they seek to injure my cause. All their thoughts are against me for evil. They stir up strife, they lurk. They watch my steps. As they hoped to have my life, so repay them for their crime. In wrath cast down the peoples, O God. You have kept count of my tossings, put my tears in your bottle. Are they not your record? Then my enemies will retreat. In the day when I call, this I know that God is for me. In God whose word I praise, In the Lord, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I am not afraid. What can a mere mortal do to me? My vows to you I must perform, O God. I will render thank offerings to you, for you have delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, so that I may walk before God in the light of life. Psalm 149 Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song, God's praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise God's name with dancing, making melody to God with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in God's people. God adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats and two-edged swords in their hands, to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron, to execute on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all God's faithful ones. Praise the Lord. Samuel 1, 9, 15-10, 1. Now the day before Saul came, the Lord had revealed to Samuel, Tomorrow about this time I will send to you a man from the land of Benjamin, 
and you shall anoint him to be ruler over my people Israel. He shall save my people from the hand of the Philistines, for I have seen the suffering of my people, because their outcry has come to me. When Samuel saw Saul, the Lord told him, Here is the man of whom I spoke to you. He it is who shall rule over my people. Then Saul approached Samuel inside the gate and said, Tell me, please, where is the house of your of the seer? Oh, that was Saul. Supposed to be Saul. Tell me, please, where is the house of the seer? Samuel answered Saul, I am the seer. Go up before me to the shrine, for today you shall eat with me, and in the morning I will let you go and will tell you all that is on your mind. As for the donkeys that were lost three days ago, give no further thought to them, for they have been found. And on whom is all Israel's desire fixed, if not on you and on all your ancestral house? Saul answered, I am only a Benjaminite from the least of the tribes of Israel, and my family is the humblest of all the families of the tribe of, uh, tribes of Benjamin. Why then have you spoken to me in this way? Then Samuel took Saul and his servant boy and brought them into the hall and gave them a place at the head of those who had been invited, of whom there were about thirty. And Samuel said to the cook, Bring the portion I gave you, the one I asked you to put aside. The cook took up the thigh and what went with it and set them before Saul. Samuel said, See, what was kept is set before you. Eat, for it is set before you at the appointed time, so that you might eat with the guests. So Saul ate with Samuel that day. When they came down from the shrine into the town, a bed was spread for Saul on the roof, and he lay down to sleep. Then at the break of dawn, Samuel called to Saul upon the roof, Get up so that I may send you on your way. Saul got up, and both he and Samuel went out into the street. As they were going down to the outskirts of the town, Samuel said to Saul, Tell the boy to go on before us, and when he has passed on, stop here yourself for a while, that I may make known to you the word of God. Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him. He said, The Lord has anointed you ruler over his people Israel. You shall reign over the people of the Lord, and you will save them from the hand of their enemies all around. Now this shall be the sign to you that the Lord has anointed you ruler over God's heritage. From Acts chapter 7, verses 30 through 43. Now when forty years had passed, an angel appeared to him in the wilderness of Mount Sinai, in the flames of a burning bush. When Moses saw it, he was amazed at the sight, and as he approached to look, there came the voice of the Lord, I am the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Moses began to tremble and did not dare to look. Then the Lord said to him, Take off the sandals from your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. I have surely seen the mistreatment of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their groaning, and I have come down to rescue them. Come now, I will send you to Egypt. It was this Moses whom they rejected when they said, Who made you a ruler and a judge, and whom God now set sent as both ruler and liberator through the angel who appeared to him in the bush. 
He led them out, having performed wonders and signs in Egypt at the Red Sea and in the wilderness for 40 years. This is the Moses who said to the Israelites, God will raise up a prophet for you from your own people as he raised me up. He is the one who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him at Mount Sinai, and with our ancestors he received living oracles to give to us. Our ancestors were unwilling to obey him. Instead, they pushed him aside, and in their hearts they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make gods for us who will lead the way for us. As for this Moses who led us out from the land of Egypt, we do not know what has happened to him. At that time, they made a calf, offered a sacrifice to the idol, and revealed in the works of their hands. But God turned away from them and handed them over to worship the host of heaven. As it is written in the book of the prophets, Did you offer to me slain victims and sacrifices forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? No, you took along the tent of Molech and the star of your god Raphan the images that you made to worship, so I will remove you beyond Babylon. And Luke chapter 22, verses 39 through 51. Jesus came out and went, as was his custom, to the Mount of Olives. And the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. Then an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength. In his anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. When he got up from the prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. While he was still speaking, suddenly a crowd came, and one called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He approached Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, is it with a kiss that you are betraying the Son of Man? When those who were around him saw what was coming, they asked, Lord, should we strike with the sword? Then one of them struck the slave of the high priest and cut off his right ear. But Jesus said, no more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we have a continuation of the story of the uh, choosing of Saul. So remember, Samuel has been asked by the Israelites to make a king over them. And God has said, that's fine. Um, They have rejected me as a king. And so Samuel said to all of the people, go ahead back to your homes and we'll meet back up at a certain time. uh, Saul is this man from the Benjamite tribe, Benjaminite tribe. He is the Benjaminites was that was the smallest of the tribes. And he says he's from the sort of smallest and weakest of the families. So it's a really interesting dichotomy because he is sort of the the one least likely to have this position of power. But at the same time, he's also described as tall and handsome. He sort of looks like a king. And so because of this, 
for whatever reason, God has chosen Saul to be the king of Israel. And we have how that all comes to to take place, right? Uh, Samuel is given this vision that tomorrow at around this time, you'll meet a young man from Benjamin. He will be the next king. This also brings to mind a lot of questions about what will happen next. So, spoiler alert, Saul is not a great king. He kind of goes nuts in many ways. He is, is, there was so much potential in him, and yet he does not fulfill it. So, what is that about? It seems that God has chosen him, right, as, as this, for his potential, and yet he does not live up to it, which is a really interesting um, as you start to think about, you know, um, the idea of free will and also God's providence and how do those work together, that there seems to be a certain amount of room that God gives us, a certain amount of latitude that we may have great, um, you know, uh, possibility, but we can also fail it, right? And part of the, the tragedy of Saul is that he has this great opportunity and he kind of squanders it. But anyways, he has now been anointed um, and we will also see there's another time we'll hear where he will be chosen um, and we'll, we'll see that as well. Then we have a continuation of the sermon that Stephen gives to the Sanhedrin. A lot of S names today. Stephen is continuing to tell the story of Moses, and he's definitely leaning into this point that he's starting to make. So he tell, told them about the birth of Moses and how Moses had tried to sort of raise up to, to give freedom to his people. And they said, who, who made you king over us or who made you ruler over us? Are you going to do to me what you did to the Egyptian servant? Right? So he runs away and some 40 years later, God chooses him in the burning bush and sends him back. And you know what? He is sent back and he is still rejected by those people. The people of Israel, for the most part, do not really truly receive him as their leader, right? Um, they didn't receive him before. He goes back. He is he's sent by God to go and speak to Pharaoh. Um, and over and over and over again, they sort of reject him. Even as they are led out of Egypt, now made free, they're still, their, their hearts are longing back to Egypt. They make this uh, golden calf instead of worshiping the living God. Um, they, they continually do not listen to Moses. And Moses said, God will raise up a new leader like me. So think of what Stephen is doing here. Remember the charges against Stephen is that he has he is asking people to reject Moses and the law and the temple because he is preaching Jesus as Messiah. And the sermon that he is preaching here is basically saying Moses was rejected just like Jesus was rejected. Mo Jesus is that leader that Moses talked about. And just like those around Moses didn't listen, you too are not listening. So if we're talking about true Moses, 
Jesus is the true Moses. Jesus is the one that Moses spoke about. So he's saying, you all are rejecting Moses. I'm actually following him. Um, that's, that's some pretty strong words. Then we have from Luke's gospel, Jesus is praying fervently so hard that it bursts the, uh, the capillaries in his forehead and he starts to sweat blood. Um, for a long time, people thought that this was sort of like, in, in the modern world, thought this was hyperbole. In World War I, in trench warfare, this is something that happened uh, to soldiers. They would, they would be so anxious and, and worried and afraid that they would start to sweat blood. Um, anyways, so Jesus is praying. He is praying that God would take this cup from him, and yet, not my will, but yours be done. And he's arrested. He's arrested by Judas, one of the twelve, who at this point we already know was going to betray him. One of the disciples tries to cut off the ear of one of those who was trying to arrest him, and Jesus says, no, heals the man, and goes with them willingly. Jesus is not quite a victim in this. He is a willing participant. Um, he is willing to undertake this. Not because it's his will, but because it is God's will that all these things would happen in this way. So those are our readings for today. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Eternal God, we praise you for your mighty love given in Christ's sacrifice on the cross and the new life we have received by his resurrection. Especially we thank you for ministries of teaching and pastoral care. Those who work to help and heal. Sacrifices others have made for our benefit. Opportunities for generous giving. The presence of Christ in our weakness and suffering. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for Jimmy's continued recovery after open-heart surgery, and for both Beverly and Bill, who are recovering from cataract surgeries. God of grace, let our concern for others reflect Christ's self-giving love, not only in our prayers, but also in our practice. Especially we pray for the church in Latin America. A right relationship between humans and the earth. 
those who are wounded or face death. Those who keep watch over the sick and dying. All who speak up and take action for what is right. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Kathy, a friend of Jan Ann's, who was hospitalized with a broken leg. For Sally, a friend of Sandy's, who was diagnosed with cancer. For David, a friend of Jan Ann's, who's having triple bypass surgery. For Anthony, Lynn's father, who is in the hospital with a perforated intestine. For Olga, our cleaning tech with health concerns. For James, my grandfather, who's continuing to recover from surgery. For John, a friend of Bill's who lost his wife. For Pam, another friend of Bill's who suffered a small stroke. She's now home, but there's uh, having issues with her eyesight. Almighty God, you have made us in your image and crowned us with honor and glory. Shape us by your word and fill us with your spirit so that we may live as your beloved children and proclaim your saving love to our life's end. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Oh, actually, we do have dismissal. Like good stewards of the grace of God, let us serve one another with whatever gifts we have received. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else. Click on the subscription and the notification button. Or if you're listening to a podcast, uh, like it and rate it and all the good stuff you do there. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And our... Yep, there you go. That's it. Uh, Go to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. For more information, I'm Reverend Aaron Ochart. Thanks for joining me. Have a blessed day. Bye.